When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy, Kyle, and producer Dave. And today, we're going to be talking HBO's new hit series, The Last of Us. This is going to be Season 1, Episode 6, entitled Kin. And you guys know the drill. Before we get into it, I do want to reroute you over to BingetownTV.com. That's going to contain our full catalog of coverage. We cover The Last of Us, obviously. We are currently covering Season 1 of Yellow Jackets in anticipation for Season 2, which is right around the corner. Covered The Mandalorian. We're going to be picking that up next month. Shadow and Bone, The Boys. Need I go on? Go over to BingetownTV.com. Check it all out. It's all there. And the easiest way that you can support the podcast, hit that subscribe follow button whatever it may be however you're listening right now just smash that subscribe button as my boy shady penguin says (laughs) but there we go that is the spiel let's get into this episode six and i think this is another kind of highlighting how we can go from a chaotic crazy episode and then just hit the brakes and slow it back down but what we lack in those dramatic, intense, infected, filled moments, we make up for in kind of these heartfelt conversations, a lot more character or rather relationship growth for our leads, Joel and Ellie. We get to see Tommy again, see what's going on in Wyoming, catch up with him a little bit. Um, currently, the IMDb rating for this episode is standing at a 9.2. So once wow. again, it has kind of hit the bar that it's established for the quality of this show. Um, And yeah, we are just chugging along here. What are your guys' thoughts? Bring it in, Rooks. You got it, Kyle. (laughs) Okay. I I feel like you usually talk first, but um, I really liked it. It was a good episode. It feels good to be watching again. I feel like I definitely felt those, what, two extra days? Yeah, two extra days. days in between Mm -hmm. episodes. So thankfully, Yellow Jackets has been there for me to, to fill in the gaps but it just felt really good, honestly, to be back. Uh, I was really interested to see how they would uh, deal with like the immediate aftermath, like what we were going to do, because we did mention at the end of last episode, like they had their truck and all their supplies at the beginning of it, and now they're just on foot with some backpacks. So what the hell? Like they're only in Kansas City. I was I like the fact that we just got a time skip. We don't really need to watch them walk across the country. We're just getting right back into it. Um, everything was good. I thought. Uh, obviously, the ending was shocking to say the least uh it was just i i don't think i could say a bad thing about the episode yeah it's hard to come off of in my opinion was the best episode of the season and it was a shock to see that we went ahead to three months later i thought that was a pleasant surprise i actually really liked that um because getting into it we saw the snow and everything so it was a little bit of shock for me seeing where we were at and i liked that they were able to skip ahead a little bit because we don't need all the traveling montages and things like that. Those are just unnecessary. A little bit of a slower episode, as both you guys have said, um, but overall, very solid episode. It was great seeing Tommy back and Ellie just continues to just be so hilarious and so funny. Tommy looks great. He really yeah, does. He does. And Joel says <laughs> it too. He's like, you didn't, you didn't age, bro. <laughs> he looks so good. He's got the hair, dude. That's the yeah. hair that we can aspire to. Yeah. 
confident mustache too. He's rocking the shit out of it. It just needs to be oh, gray, yeah. and then Kyle will be all in on the Tommy look. Yeah, he's not there yet. He's not. There. <laughs> he's no Perry, but he's getting close. Jim, thoughts on the episode? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love this episode. It's it's kind of cool how they're going almost back and forth between slower emotional type episodes and then ramping it up for big episodes. Obviously, with the ending of this episode going into the next episode, we're assuming they're going to be they're going to be hitting the gas pedal again. So these are amazing relationship building <laughs> relationship building episodes right. for <laughs> again <laughs> for for Joel and Ellie. And I'm really, really excited to talk to both kyle and dave especially kyle about what he feels about finally seeing tommy again we got there you know it was we were wondering if it was going to be end game or if it was going to be if he's even going to be alive we were talking about is he going to be there and we got him so yeah i really enjoyed it there was a lot of really cool easter eggs in this episode some of them are from part two which i will not bring up one i have to talk about and i will choose my words carefully because it's so good i have to bring it up but otherwise i'm going to try to just pump the brakes on that i'm brian you haven't played part two right i have not okay so yeah i'm definitely gonna pump the brakes on some of the easter eggs but one of them when we get there i have to talk about looking forward to it but yeah i don't think i've expressed how i feel about it but (laughs) i'm with the general consensus another great episode um it's a little bit harder to identify like those standout jaw dropping scenes because we didn't have like an infected making out with Tess this episode, but there were some, (laughs) some emotional beats that really cut deep in this one. And I'm excited to get to it in these discussions. I mean, honestly, emotional beat made you think of Tess making out with an infected. They literally call back to it. So like you you get it in that sense of like, you think back on their journey often throughout. the. I haven't thought about that moment since our recording and way to bring that back into my head. (laughs) (laughs) What if, what if Tommy was like, how's Tess? And Joel's like, cheated on me man yeah right yeah she, she found another man well she's got a new man yeah i guess the sad part is totally it, just made out with that dude the, uh, told the me to leave and just made out that, i guess yeah he has no idea that that actually happened all right let's get this party started brian let's do it so you know we have the recap title sequence and unfortunately they start with where we ended last episode we have to relive the suicide and then Ooh. immediate change to black three month time skip immediately they're establishing it is winter now or it is cold now there's snow on the ground we get a lot of these shots of just like landscapes and stuff and we start off this episode meeting kind of this elderly couple in whatever state they're in at the moment presumably wyoming just an older couple that has made it through the outbreak and they're just chilling honestly these two were were characters yeah they were great (laughs) comedic relief right at the start um and they they are really pushing home this river of death narrative if you keep going west you're gonna die the best way west is to just turn around and head east i loved it it was so cool to think about like he has the line where he says you know, we moved here before you were even born to Joel, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. funny. So, like, honestly, for them, it feels like not much has changed. They literally moved out there to not meet people. They probably haven't seen someone in a very long time. So they are truly just kicking it. Like, when I'm thinking about the outbreak, like, I, I guess it technically happens 2003, but, like, it happened now. I, you know, I like how much we would have lost, like, collectively, the four of us, like, you know, our PS5s and all of this shit. And <laughs> they just are just kicking it. Like, podcast no, would be done. Yeah, also that. Like, they would just, they're just hanging out hunting. And that's part of the yeah. reason why their interactions with Ellie were so interesting, because they, I'm sure they haven't met many, if at all, children born. In a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Children born into this time period. And 
the lack of manners and swearing just coming from Elliot was cracking them up. It was cracking me up. The wife was hilarious when she was just answering yes nonstop. And the husband's like, did you tell him the truth? And she's like, yeah. Like she answered it like a question. It's Are you like, telling me the truth? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. It was a really good. I'd love good to be a fly on the wall, and they're like conversations, just the two of them, like hanging yeah, out. Like, yeah, no Joel and Ellie there to like probe them, just like them interacting in their life. They definitely really bicker, funny. just small time oh, yeah. bickering all the time, but just be would be so funny to watch. Can you imagine being like you know? You, they basically said it. They secluded themselves because they don't like people. They want to be secluded, and you know. They know that shit's going on, obviously. So can you imagine just being secluded and then one day just being like, Jesus Christ, what's yeah. going on here with yeah. randomly infected people? <laughs> That's a great point. Really quickly, did have we have they ever mentioned how the clickers survive through the winter? Or do they still just wander around? Can they just survive still? Or do they have to like hibernate? Or did they ever mention that in the previous episodes? I can't remember. Nah, no. they haven't got gotten that deep with it i feel like we got like do a funguses, outline right doesn't joel mention like how long they can survive do funguses do well in the cold i can't even remember fungi dude fungi yeah so probably depend but i mean I this it one it adapted because of yeah. what the warm weather or whatever according to batiatis from episode one so so probably not then so it might be safe i love to the question that the cold's bad for it yeah, you guys just want to know how these guys work, all yeah, the ins yeah. and outs of the infection. Just, I just wonder if we'll ever get to that, if they explain mm-hmm. how they survive it during these periods of cold. Maybe it explains also the lack of clickers and, you know, infected in this episode, potentially. That's why Ellie's immune, because well, her she's cold-blooded. Her body she's cold-blooded, is, yeah. is lower yeah. than normal, Nailed it. so it can't, yeah, it can't survive cold. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very similar, Dave, to what they said with uh, Bill and Frank, where they were pretty much secluded where there wasn't too many infected. And they said, oh, yeah, a couple of stragglers here and there. Can you imagine being really secluded in Wyoming to the point where there's really not going to be people like uh, Tommy had said, you know, some stragglers and some colonies from the cities. But really, you know, I could pop pop some heads, dude. I could do that from mm-hmm. a mile, a half mile out. So, yeah, my yeah I guess with the plan. lack of people equals lack and lack of infected. Yeah, yeah I my guess mom wants right. to move to Montana and just be not around <laughs> people. So I guess that's good for me thinking that A, they'll be safe, and then B, I can just head out there. Yeah. You have a yeah. Safe spot. I feel like your parents would do well in Montana, which I is agree. a big plot of land. Good for them. That's a that's a happy thought. Anyway, do they have, leaving... any, do they have any needs of herding sheep? Would they like Maybe. to herd sheep? I don't know. That might that might be too much work for them. That seems like something Kyle would want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would cry if I had to kill one. Although they do have a nice yeah, Australian cattle dog to help them herd those sheep. This is very true. Yeah. This is very true. true. Yeah. Anyway, leaving these yeah. <laughs> old native people's house, uh, Joel kind of walks out and he has what seems to be a panic attack, which is kind of a new element to the character. I don't think we've actually seen him break down like that. And of course, Ellie is right on the scene asking him like a million questions <laughs> like, well, Ellie's in the thick of it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, just give him a beat. But the one thing that kind of stood out to me was just. Ellie says, just a reminder, if you die, I'm fucked. And she kind of says it jokingly, but that just kind of foreshadows kind of an ongoing narrative that will come up throughout this episode of just Ellie's general abandonment issues and what 
would her life be without Joel? And obviously the very end of the episode kind of, we don't know what's going to happen there, but certainly she is going to have to fend for herself. So just that one little line, just a reminder, if you die, I'm fucked right here within the first five minutes, sets up the rest of the episode. But I also what, like, then go ahead. Yeah. Stomp on your, your momentum there of like, I guess right before that, before they leave and the old guy and Ellie's like, you know, you're not going to scare us. Then he looks at Joel and it's like, well, I scared him. And mm-hmm. I, that was because, like, we've never, like you said, never really seen Joel in that. So, like, I literally sat up, I think, a little straighter when he said that because it was like, okay, like, this is going to be like this now. Did you guys have any thoughts at all that the people that they were scared of across the river could be Tommy? Or did you just think hunters or just too many infected? Or I'm, like, embarrassed to say no, but I didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. be, in hindsight, it feels very obvious, but. Uh, I think the uh, episode preview kind of gave it away for me I, you I, like, and your previews Dave. yeah, what, yeah the, no, what are you still doing watching those luke keeps them on so i just i watch and i just it, it, it gives me a little bit but um <laughs> so I, figured, I didn't think i didn't think it was going to be tommy the ones like greeting him but i figured the people that they were referring to was tommy's crowd that's what i gathered from it okay i guess i've always had this expectation that it's gonna be like a gritty kind of like battle for tommy and we might be, and I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse of that conversation, but that's kind of like a general summary. So I don't think I was thinking that it would be kind of as easy as it was. Right, right, right. So you thought Tommy could have been like almost like a hostage or some kind of danger, I guess it felt yeah, like something it was, where you know, going out there was, to save Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Which is definitely going to be something we need to talk about when it comes to, yes, we will. We're coming to save Tommy, and this is what we get. Anyway, moving on, Dave, you referenced how you like that we just fast forwarded to where we are now. We didn't get travel montages. However, in this episode, we got quite a few travel montages, the first of which is right here. And the travel montages are kind of great because I think it's just mm-hmm. HBO just flexing. Yes, we can do it and make it look fantastic, which mission accomplished. They come across this first river of death, which is the bony river of death, not the real river of death, but they walk across. Mm-hmm. And then we get this scene where they make camp for the night. Uh, they look up and we can see the northern lights, which I had no clue. You can actually see them from some parts of the United States. I did not know that was a thing. That's awesome. Um, That was sweet. And this is like, I don't know if this is correct or not, but I feel like I guess obviously in that part of the U.S. there's already not a ton of light pollution, but I guess after 20 plus years of society falling, like I'm sure that the sky is probably sick almost anywhere in the U.S. at this point. Yeah, that's true. At that point. Ellie looking up at the uh, Northern Lights made me feel like I was experiencing the video game. That felt definitely like a shot right out of it. Just the the camera angles and everything. It felt like it was a replica. Funny there's enough, a lot of those in this, this episode. No, it wasn't, but yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> Dave, no, that, that's a good call because that mm-hmm. really was like very like, felt like in a video game cinematic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. But there's a couple in this episode and I'll me and Brian will talk about them. And it's just like in episode two with the museum and, and oh man, some of them are just so exactly right. And it's crazy. Gives you those feels. Yeah. So they make camp for the night and it's kind of the first of their heart to hearts, this whole episode where they share or rather Joel gives her a nip of the liquor and Ellie's just like, okay, what if the cure works and we actually do shit save the world? What up? What's your life going to be after after the zombie apocalypse? And he's like, eh, I want to like raise sheep on a ranch. That's the Texas in him. 
Him is yeah. no surprise to me. That's what he wanted to do. <laughs> she wants to be an like, what about though? me? Ellie's like, you want me to help you? <laughs> that kind of sucks because I mean, that feels like like it's a pipe dream already, just in general, the amount of population that becomes an astronaut now. But imagine like a hoax, oh apocalyptic space yeah. program. Like, what the fuck does yeah, that how even many look more, like? How, how many, many years does it take to get that? Yeah. yeah, to get that going. I'm, I can't imagine how many. Oh, at least, yeah, probably another 50 at least. Yeah. I love that as a dream for her, though. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, she's young and well, no, she's not <laughs> 50 I mean, it, years. She'll be 64. So I don't think she's going up and she's 64. It yeah. makes sense. I mean, she explains it perfectly with having her self grown up in the QZ and not really getting to experience life outside of the walls. Um, it, it was, it's a perfect dream for her. I hope, do hope she gets to live that dream. I don't think we'll ever see her reach that dream, but she is definitely capable and strong enough to be an astronaut. That's for sure. It was also cool because I guess when we, whatever episode it is, I guess three, when we passed by like the down plane and she was like, you guys got to fly in that. Like, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And Joel's like, it was whatever. Just like the cars when she's like, this is like a spaceship. And he's oh, like, yeah. dude, this yeah, is a, a shitty point. ass car. That's true. Well, yeah. Okay. It's cool. It's really cool. It's very interesting to think about that kind of stuff. The stuff that if you're born during that time period, you just have no idea. Even the whole, and we're going to get to it, even the, during all the travel montage, talking about what's fourth down and how does football work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it just kills me. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So continuing on with the scene, Ellie kind of expresses doubt in the cure and Joel reassures her, hey, if Merlene says it could work, then I think it's a possibility that's on the table. Merlene doesn't lie. Just really going to quickly step in here and just be like, I loved when I first heard this line, I was absolutely thrilled because it's it's a show that Joel is finally becoming that fatherly, confident figure. Because we saw last her. episode, yeah. two episodes ago, you know, anytime they were in a sticky situation, he didn't really have the right words to help her feel better about what was going on. Um, there was only like a select few times that he maybe pulled that off, but here he had the confidence to be like, "Yo." There's we're gonna get a cure for this, and I'm sure even he himself doesn't even believe that fully. But the fact that he says it to her oh, to yeah. just reassure is it just shows how far he's come probably up until episode five ish maybe part of four he would be exactly like he was when him and Tess were talking about it when he's like this is a freaking pipe dream this is yeah. nothing it's not gonna happen right so definitely i agree with you dave a lot of character growth there for a boy joel and even the situation where ellie talks about the fact that she used her blood to try to save henry or i'm sorry um sam. oh my gosh sam, sam. Wow, I'm a piece of shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to save Sam. There could have been a part of Joel, however many months ago in their journey or weeks or whatever, where he could have been like, you didn't tell me that he was infected. You sat there with him for yeah, eight yeah. hours. I was expecting stupid, it. Yeah, like you're a stupid little kid who wants to put your blood on him. and You think that's going to work. But instead, he was like, oh, you know he didn't say anything mean. He just said, you know, it's a little bit more complicated than that and moved on. You know, he's definitely growing. He's learning how to be a girl dad again. <laughs> yeah, right. So. And while he is learning to girl dad, Ellie is learning how to be kind of a reliable companion, someone who can competently have his back, which is evidence. He falls asleep when he says, oh, I'll take the first time the second watch. And she instead of waking him up and says, Hey, I want to sleep some more. Can you get the second watch? She just picks up the gun and gets second watch. And obviously, if she woke him up, he'd be like, no, nah, I got it. But she's like, no, nah, this is me. I got this. I thought this was a great scene. They're both just this relationship is working and it's really 
starting to come to fruition this episode. The only thing she can't really do is still shoot a gun. <laughs> yeah, well, this is her her first rifle. Yeah. Give her some yeah. slack, man. No, but she did cover slack. she covered all the sixes. She got the high ground. So kudos to her. She's definitely a fast learner. And we've said that multiple times on the podcast, but it's cool just seeing her take this next level of like leadership almost. Yeah. I had a huge smile on my face when she's like, oh, I guess I'm a natural, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? just like, yeah, let's go. I mean, this goes back to the theme and Brian already alluded to it and we're going to get to it through the rest of this episode where you can tell that she's getting to the point where she's like, this journey's kind of ending. And that probably means me and Joel are done, donezo, you know, and she's you could tell that she's she's sneaking some comments in to see where he's what he's thinking. And then you could tell she basically hammers it down later in the episode. Like, no, you're not leaving me. I don't want you to leave me. You know, they're really growing close to each other and obviously i'm sure for you and uh kyle and dave you were wondering like did he grow as attached to ellie as she did to him and then we obviously get that answer towards the end of the episode but brian continue i got ahead of myself no you're good so she took second watch and joel kind of reprimands her but there's an understanding there and then we get another nice little travel montage where you know, it's a very ominous bridge. I'm just thinking to myself, the snowy vibes really work for this show. I just think it looks great, all these landscapes, but they cross another river. And I guess as they're walking along the river, they just have these dumb kind of quote unquote throwaway lines where she's like learning, trying to teach herself how to whistle. And like yeah. previously in the series, he just wouldn't engage in this kind of stuff. But now he's like, oh, you don't know how to whistle. And it's like a back and forth. I think this is where they talk about like dressing versus undressing like the guts of an animal. It's just like these great little lines that make this show as good as it is. Um, eventually, they keep following the river unless there's anything anybody has to say. No, I was just, just expecting them to come across the uh, the plane crash from Yellow Jackets is all really. <laughs> well, I don't know <laughs> what that is, Lins- but I'm laughing anyway. Yeah, Melanie Linsky makes her return, but this time it's old Shauna. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm going to start my Yellow Jackets watch very, very soon. But uh, yeah, the only thing that I was going to say is the bridge, man. I'm just I was getting anxious for them. I just if I was them and, you you know, as soon as you take one step on that bridge, you're cornered pretty much. So yeah. it's just, uh, you know, that that was making me anxious and stressed out. But they made it past it. Fine. Yeah, I'm surprised Joel didn't like it didn't yeah, click in his head. Oh, and, maybe yeah. that wasn't the actual. Maybe this is the real river. But like it takes them seeing the dam. And then Ellie's like, huh, maybe this is the actual river. And Joel like. The realization hits him like a ton of bricks as he's fiddling with the map. They get swarmed by these cowboys on horseback like they are completely outnumbered, outgunned, everything you could imagine. Um, This was probably the most intense scene of the episode for me. And me and Jimmy probably knew what this was going to lead to. I mean, it was pretty similar to the events of the game. But for Dave and Kyle, who already said they weren't expecting Tommy to be on the other side of this river. This must have been pretty intense for you guys. Yeah, I I don't even know what I thought was possible in this, <laughs> you know, in this scene. And I, I guess Joel even talks about it later when he's like, I yeah. didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And I was thinking the same thing of like, what could they possibly do besides let the dog know? I don't know yeah. what if that has like greater implications for anything of like 
what is going on with her like internally of whether like her body it's been so long since she was infected that it's like now like metabolizing the infection versus it just like being stuck like we've seen the stuff like in her arm i don't know if that means anything or it's just the fact that the dog was not an arc and isn't as intense <laughs> as like the device was i don't i don't know if we'll I, get there that's just what i was thinking about i was thinking more of that it's probably just not as a reliable form as just a regular you know device yeah. that's you know purposely meant to find the disease whereas a dog you know like know, you man. said could have got distracted with ellie's personality Dogs things like that incredible. Have you ever seen videos that of like is, I mean, people no, you're who right. have like allergies and they like will put a food and like they pr purposely like do as much as they can no, to like, you're absolutely like the right. smallest little bit of food in some like huge bag and the dogs know immediately. So yeah, and I mean speaking I of the sheep herding and everything, dogs when they come to herding are pretty damn smart. But no, yeah. I'm with you. But I still think the device just overall would probably just be the most trustworthy thing. I didn't really want to think too much of it, but I had those same kind of questions running through my head. I thought it was a cool dynamic that even having that come up where, you know, this dog's going to smell you. And, and if you're infected, he's going to tear your ass up. And I knew what was going to happen. But when he started to growl a little bit, I was going like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was I was seriously going, OK, what's going to happen here? Because, again, this is a situation where, you know, I my thought, because it's, it's tough when you actually know what's going to happen and the dog thing's not in the game unless I'm just totally forgetting. But my so. my anticipation here was that the dog was going to growl and maybe go after Ellie. And then Tommy was actually going to like be like one of the people like walking up later and kind of stop the whole thing or whatever. But I see the I see the dog growling and I'm getting my blood pressure's going up, you know, because oh. there's nothing you can do if you're Joel. There's like 12 of them around you. Yeah, she's not. I mean, like. It, like the the ultimate trump card i guess is like the immunity thing but like that's like you can't yeah, how play are you that. Gonna, like i was exactly. like, literally, i was thinking yeah like is he gonna say something about it like are they gonna rat herself out right here and then we'll see what the fallout of that is no it was a very well done scene the whole yeah. thing with the, the immunity card is that to prove the immunity you have to show the bite marks and yeah. once people see the bite marks they've said it a million times they're going to shoot right. on sight yeah. and not ask questions because it is such a unique situation but I, I thought it was a great scene my explanation is dogs just instinctually know and if it instinctually yeah. knew that she was not a threat whether it's like quote unquote infected or not he would be chill with her I mean, isn't yeah, that the too... dog knew Granny was sick, man? Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say that. Granny was, was sick. In just going to say that in episode one. Yeah, great point. Yeah, the yeah. ultimate vibe master. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah, I like. It's good show planning that they brought the dog element back up five episodes later and established it in the pilot because, like Jimmy said, that really wasn't a thing they used in the video games, but I think it really mm -hmm. worked in the shows. So, after she passes the vibe check, they're like, <laughs> okay. You just bought yourself 10 seconds. Why are you here? He's like, hey, I'm just passing through looking for my brother. Our girl, Rutina Wesley of True Blood fame. Nobody oh, was on okay. that pitch town. Yeah, no, I thought don't maybe you would know that because Darlene no. and Kelly strike me as True Blood people. Oh, they but, were fans. I don't know anything except for Suki. Yeah, Rutina <laughs> Wesley. And actually her character's mother was Indra on oh shit yeah Ooh, that was an yeah. awesome pitch down to go through those characters but wow. rutina wesley just played a badass in true blood i love her casting as maria here it really worked um but she kind of assumes the lead and it's like okay you're looking for tommy let's let's go reunite you guys which takes us to their commune uh and it gets name dropped later as jackson wyoming 
Really yeah, cool. Yeah, and this is exactly where <laughs> the first part, they cross over into the, the scary river, the death river. They get surrounded, but right before they get surrounded, right before Ellie says, oh, man, is this actually the bad river? You see the dam, and that is, like, straight from the video game, and it's, like, when you're yep. playing the video game, you're like, man, this is going to be a sweet level to play because, you, you know, you're going to be walking around and killing people in there and doing your thing. And But also they walk right into this Jackson community and it is 100 percent a mirror of the video game. So it was just like brought to life, the video game. And it was really, really cool to see. That's cool. Do you think I, I guess this is probably a question that's just getting shouted to the void. But is it do you think that they based it off the video game? like the video game level off of the actual because I feel like they talked on the behind the episodes that it was like an actual town that like they had to like, ask Oh, I didn't see the behind the episode. Like if so. They could film in there, like the, whatever the area is with all the sheep and everything and the stables, like they built that on like a parking lot in the middle of the town. Oh, so. really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know where they got the inspiration for the game, but all I know is that they just perfectly mirrored it into the show. That's it awesome. could that be that they so had inspiration. Good. Yeah. It was, it was super cool. I wonder how long, like how many years did they ever mention how many years that played, like how the restoration of Jackson had been going on for? Because that seemed like, like, well, as good of a civilization as Maria you're going to get. Maria said that they established the settlement with a handful of people about seven years ago. I okay. think mm-hmm. they, she mentioned they got the dam and electricity working not long after, but they said it was a gated right. community already. And then they just extended out from there and just, accepted people in oh my god jackson wyoming 10 years from there they're gonna be sending rockets to the moon baby, <laughs> <at that rate. laughs> so i just want to say here and i'm going to bring it up right in the beginning of this part just so that there's no allusion to where in this the rest of this episode i'm bringing up the easter egg for part two but there is a situation that comes up in part two and i'm, I'm choosing my words carefully there's a situation in, in part two that they talk about part one but it's not in part one but the person neil Druckmann, who created the game and now is the showrunner for the show used his skills to actually include this in part one so that when you say in part two hey you remember when in part one it actually happens in the show instead you know in the game in part one of the game it didn't happen so it was amazing to see i'm not going to say anything else but Everyone who knows part two is going like is fist pumping when they saw it. So that's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, th- I think the Internet might have spoiled it for me. OK, OK. Yeah, I'm sure they do because deal, it exploded. But... Yeah, it exploded yeah, it for the Internet. And correct that's... me if I'm wrong, Jimmy, a lot of these scenes in The Last of Us part one, the video game did occur in the setting of the hydroelectric dam less mm-hmm. involved in the settlement. Right, right. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it seems like a positive change. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. kind of read why they made that narrative change, and it's going to make sense for a lot of reasons. I think as the mm-hmm, show progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so now we have a couple scenes. Uh, the initial them going to the mess hall. Ellie gets her first proper meal, potentially of her entire life. She's yeah. like, "Damn shit, this stuff is good." But yeah, very awkward vibes at the table. 
Joel has to reprimand Ellie for cursing. And then Tommy says, hey, me and Maria are married. And Ellie has to be like, Joel, you're supposed to be polite and say congrats, dude. <laughs> Very begrudgingly prize that out of him. But what are you guys thinking of this scene? And then they go on the tour. Just awkward, like you said. <laughs> I mean, it's funny from our perspective of, yeah, like watching Ellie and Joel kind of like bicker at each other a little bit and like nudging, nudging for like certain different things. Um, but yeah, just awkward. And I mean, honestly, I feel like you get a bad vibe from Maria in this. That was going to be I, my comment, yeah. absolutely, yeah. is that Maria was rubbing me the wrong way pretty much the whole episode, to be honest. She's still, yeah, even at the agree. end of it, I don't. Or sorry, if Tommy had went with Ellie to the university, I think she would have like, lost her shit on Joel. Yeah, and and freaked out at Tommy. So she definitely rubs me the wrong way, but definitely an awkward experience. I mean, this ties into what we were we were theorizing in like episodes three and four of the podcast when we were saying like, there's is there going to be some tension between Tommy? And it seems like the the culmination of everything that's happened over the years from their separation is definitely playing a factor into it now that Joel has Ellie and you know Tommy's now married to someone else and that you know he even brought it up with she's kind of the reason why he he stopped keeping in touch with him in the first place but all that tension's kind of leading to this awkwardness right here and then in the second meeting with Tommy and Joel is when they kind of let it all out and that's when we get the the real tension going I felt better yeah. about Maria then. I feel like this initial encounter, I was like, what is her deal? I was so you get the info and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not that I really like her, I guess, as a character, but I understand everything about her. I'm just obviously right. And team Joel to the dad dies. The so. fact that Tommy yeah. has the information that Ellie's immune worried me because of Maria. Like, I don't right, know what right, she's right, right. scheming because of with that knowledge. But again, I, she I might be she might be a totally like good character. It's yeah. just right now she's a little bit ske- sketchy. I, I don't see her as a schemer. She just seems very protective of. I, there's always it's always going to be a problem where you have your homie, the main character that you want to go out into trouble. You want to get in some trouble, and then there's somebody protecting the fam, trying to hold them back. You know, and and there's a million obviously examples of this, but one of the biggest ones is Rita from Dexter. I mean, I don't know if <laughs> who you guys have read Dexter, but yeah, but or watch Dexter. I'm sorry, but he's a freaking serial killer. And he has this gem of a wife who is just like, I'm not going to say anymore, but people like hate her. And it's like, she's like the best. You, you gotta, you can't remember. Yeah. You can't forget that he's the, he's the protagonist, but he's a goddamn <laughs> serial killer here. Everyone's like, yeah, team Dexter, like, like Rita said, yeah. she just wants him to be like a dad. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, I, I don't I don't want to gloss over this initial initial meeting when you first see Tommy, because amazing acting with Gabriel Luna and Pedro Pedro Pascal meeting together. You see the emotion in Pedro's face and Tom or Joel's face when he finally gets to Tommy. And there's like the realization like, oh, man, he's just freaking standing there helping some guy build something. You know, he's not in trouble. He actually says, like, oh, I came to save you, man. I want to know what. You guys thought Kyle and Dave, I think that once we get into the town, it's probably like, all right, your expectations are going to be a little bit different because you open up the town door. You see the Jackson community. It's not dangerous looking or anything. So I'm assuming you guys assume that he's just going to be a member of the town. But the fact for that we were discussing for five episodes, like you said, Kyle, I mean, is he going to be a hostage? Is he going to be like on the wrong side of the fireflies? Is Joel going to have to kick some ass? And really, it's just, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? How you been? Missed you. I liked it a lot. Only because I, I would say that very recently, this is the thing of 
I, we've been doing the podcast for three years now, and obviously but we've been watching television and movies and stuff forever, and I feel like I'm now being more like self-aware of like when something is actually bad versus something like I don't like it because of my own expectations that I had, right, and right, it's really right, not right. fair to say that it's bad because of the way I was expecting things to happen. And I liked this because I, like I said, was expecting it to be like some knockdown, drag-out fight, like we got to save Tommy, but he's just like... right raising sheep and like yeah, right. fixing houses in fucking Jackson, Wyoming. He's got a wife. I'm like, okay, I, I really like it. Honestly, it, it's nice because Tommy, like I had said, I guess in the first episode, just seems like a nice guy. He's a little, maybe he's not like an idiot, but he's kind of like a, not a hopeless romantic. He's just out there being Tommy. And it's nice that he kind of carved out this life for himself when I was expecting just complete mayhem and chaos. Yeah, when when we get yeah. introduced to like how Tommy's been communicating and how that communication is lost base, it does make it seem like it was uh, like Ominous. some kind of invasion yeah. or some kind of threat was going on. But I, I think it's a nice change of pace because everything up until this point has already gone to shit. Like the the original drop off off Ellie, like Joel shouldn't have even been with her this long. You know, it should have been an episode. What was that like? two or three when they were supposed to meet up with the troops and yeah, two. that yeah that went all wrong and then yeah, everything yeah. with henry and sam and then getting to kansas shitty and everything it's <laughs> it, it it's nice knowing that we can i guess catch us catch a break here with characters because i'm again i'm still riding the high of last episode where i'm like i'm not trying to attach myself to anyone anymore right right so right. it is riding nice. lows man yeah, it is nice getting riding the highs. I guess yeah, riding the highs. It wouldn't be a way. <laughs> There's no highs coming. It was out a great episode. Riding the lows. Riding the lows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Riding those lows, dude. But it but was Jimmy a very emotional re reconnection between the, the two. The line that you quoted is per it perfectly sums everything up. Where he's like, "I'm I came here to save you," and it just kind of is. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You. It's like, oh, this is like really funny and like not ironic, but it's just like. Uh, I'm here to save you, but in reality, Joel's yeah, the one that is actually awkward, is the bro. most fucked up. Like Tommy's just absolutely feet up kicking it. Well, we this is perfect because honestly, this situation is mayhem for Joel in his own head. He's getting there thinking like he would much rather just like plain clear cut. You know what? Here's my mission. I have to go get Tommy, get the hell out, get Ellie there. And I'm not worrying about anything else. And now he's like, dude, my brother, I have to, he's going to have a, he has a wife. He has some kid. He's going to have a kid. He, he's having this nice life. He basically looks, seems like he's judging me for the shit we did in the past. Um, I don't really need to save him anymore. I don't have a brother that needs saving. Oh my God. My head's exploding. That is such a good point. Joel is ready for like a physical battle for Tommy. He is not ready for like an emotional, like conversation and you know, fight in that sense of like winning his brother back in a way so that's a that's a great way to think about it uh, dude he's in such a good emotional state right now he's so <laughs> ready for these conversations <laughs> yeah right if we and know he anything he has about... the toolkit to deal with it too yeah, yeah if we know anything about <laughs> yeah. him he he loves talking to people he's about his, his feelings <laughs> and just <laughs> just talk oh, this out cool. as long as it takes but yeah just some good conversation during the tour we're walking through jackson like jimmy says the town looks great like i said maria's give some background on this settlement. It started seven years ago uh, with just a handful of people. It's really grown the way we keep it going. You know, we maintain its secrecy. We don't broadcast it or advertise it. And as we've seen, you know, they are very defensive about outsiders, although they are 
receptive to them. I guess there has to be some reason why their numbers have kept growing. If you can prove you're not infected and you're willing to help the cause, whatever. Uh, Tommy is talking about his new pride and joy with the the 700 with a variable scope. (laughs) I think we're about to level up again in terms of our uh, gun wear. (laughs) At the expense of Tommy, potentially. Nah, Tommy, he's got plenty he of toys to play yeah. with. Yeah. yeah he's I'm fine, still dude. thinking of Henry and Sam, and he's he was talking about having the kid. He's talking about his new gun. I was like, oh my God, he's gonna totally give it to Joel, and Tommy's just gonna die, and that's gonna be his last memento. <laughs> um in one of the funniest <laughs> parts of the episode, the glass shattering moment where Tommy realizes that he is a communist, and I given Tommy and Joel's <laughs> background, they are most likely some right-leaning patriots prior to the outbreak and just like as everybody keeps walking forward and he's just like ah shit <laughs> he's like okay just have to recalibrate here joel gives him a little like side glance like yeah bro you know what you are now anyway but as we all know communism really works the smaller the population size so you know probably pretty well. good especially if you are if you have a uh unifying outside force such as a zombie apocalypse that will make communism work very well any hoozles uh yes so we continue the conversation they hook joel and ellie up with the house across the street from theirs and we will get to familiarize ourselves with that house later um and maria says oh yeah i'll set ellie up leaving tommy and joel with an opportunity to catch up and we have the first of tommy and joel's heart to hearts where it doesn't go so great the first Didn't time. Didn't go well, man. Yeah. Also worth mentioning, Ellie gets very nervous at even the prospect of Joel being separated for like an hour for a conversation. Yep. She's like, Joel, yep. is this cool? But it's cool. It's a good flag. The conversation needed to happen. It's just like not a fun one, I feel like, for them to have. It needed to happen in the sense that Joel can only have that conversation in one way, and that's the way that it went down, of like yeah. confrontational. <laughs> like It could have right. been a, a somewhat pleasant chat about the things that they've done, but obviously it had to, to turn the way it did. Like And like Dave had said, it felt like an, an emotional release a little bit. It set them up for that second conversation that they have later. So I really like this scene. They were just... I mean, again, I was just still blown away by like they have like the bar mats in the bar. Yeah, right. Like where the, the fuck bar. did they get those? <laughs> it's just like a fully stocked up. <laughs> they bar. made like, it through just, the apocalypse, man. They just, they just like, don't get scavengers. They're good. Yeah, it's true. So, but yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing Joel just like rub the front of the bar and just be like, "Damn, it's been a while." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Also, so I think I th- I was just gonna say the only thing I, I think I think uh, Joel was kind of the asshole here. Am I wrong for saying that? I- yeah, I, in Tommy this was totally, conversation in this conversation, so, not the okay, third, so, not the third one that they have. So, yeah. I don't. I just want to. I I don't know if this is a hot take, but for me, I honestly think that Joel deserves to be mad at Tommy if Tommy straight up just stopped talking to him through the radio when they had an agreement that if Tommy stops talking, it's danger, danger, danger. I mean, I totally agree that Joel should have. <laughs> and we know he can't really, but should have been more pleasant when he finds out he's going to have a kid. Be like, dude, oh, my gosh, like all that kind of stuff and not cause the confrontation. But I'd still be like, hey, man, like, I mean, geez, you kind of sandbagged me, bro. Like you're you're living the dream in this community. You could have at least said it on the I know you're not supposed to say it on the radio. And that's like rule number one, probably. But you got to like you can't just radio silence me and expect me not to come and try to save you and then when i get here be like hey man what's up how you been glad you didn't die on the way like yeah, I, I, I just think it's yeah i agree 
I just, just I, I think Tommy is someone who like he felt I think guilty about it. I don't think it was like a completely remorseful thing. I just don't know if Joel like picked up as well on that. I like, mean, I I think he did too, but <laughs> but at the same time it's like if I'm Tommy, I would feel so remorseful because you literally are basically telling your brother, you first of all, you you make this town shows up in your life and now you're living a happily ever after and you're making your brother think you're dead. And also that means like you're not telling your brother like this town exists to bring him to safety. There's just a lot of moving parts to this. And it kind of makes it like, yo, you're not doing that great for your boy, Tommy. But again, Joel could have gone about having that conversation a different way. Like Tom, like Joel could have totally won that argument and made himself look better. Hey, I'm glad you're having a kid, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, hug him out point. and be like, but man, come on, dude. Like you, I thought you were dying. I thought you were dead. I thought I was yeah. coming to save yeah. you for real. I made the joke, but his you know, response you're here. to Tommy is so funny though. But Tommy's <laughs> like, I hope I'll be a good dad. And he's like, well, yeah, I he's guess like, we'll, we'll find out. Or it's like, holy shit, man. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I will I, say, honestly, I, I think I agree with you. He was probably, quote unquote, winning the confrontation, maybe up until that point where it was like, right. OK, like that should have been almost like a watershed. Like he's safe. My brother's safe. Like he's building right, a life for right. himself. He's going to be a father, like all kind of ended well. Well, he's just <laughs> Joel still doesn't have that step in him. I mean, also, and it really it's not. It's again going back to the whole Ellie said says this as well. Like it's not Ellie's fault. It's not Tommy's fault. The test got infected. T- S or T- S. <laughs> Tess and Joel decided to take the job and they wanted the battery for Tommy, though. Yep. You know, there could have been something there where Joel was, you know, when he says, how's Tess? He's like, well, you know, dude, we were coming to freaking save you and she got infected and she's dead. You know, so it's just uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. But, yeah, I mean, our boy Joel just doesn't have a way with words. So he has to lose that fight. <laughs> and I mean, that's also the last comment I'll make is that this is kind of the first maybe inclination we'll get that Maria kind of big dogs Tommy at points. Oh, Seems yeah. Like she yeah. kind of wears Jada maybe the pants a little bit in the relationship, especially because this scene is like perfectly juxtaposed with Maria and uh, Ellie. And how Marie is kind of like trying to warn Ellie a little bit. I guess we'll talk more about it, about like Joel, about his past and shit. And obviously Maria is anti-Joel. So I think Joel kind of picks up on that as well. So it's kind of that wedge there. So in speaking to the past in the context of Joel and Tommy's first conversation, Joel, it kind of just shows the difference between how they've... uh, kind of accepted what they've done in the past because right, Joel right. is still like those things that I did in the past. I did them for for these reasons. They were justified. And Tommy straight up says, first off, we did those things. Second off, those things weren't just things. It was us murdering people. And Tommy says, clean slate. I don't judge it for it. We both did it. We did what we needed to do to survive. But then he's like, I now know that they're were other ways to survive open to us we we were just lousy at them that that was just the only option we knew and that was just kind of a difference in maturity i guess between the two even with tommy being the younger brother and it's also kind of been established with us that back in the day joel was kind of the leader of the two and kind of tommy's protector but we'll actually get to the ellie and maria conversation where tommy told maria painted a bit uh, different picture 
I guess I should say. But all in all, I thought this was a great conversation between the two that wraps up with the reveal that Maria is six months pregnant. You know, he's going to be a dad. We'll see how that goes. And then (laughs) he stumbles out. Instead of having a healthy conversation, he yells at his brother and has a panic attack outside where, oh, by the way, he sees a Sarah lookalike in the crowd. And a a lot of emotions are happening to our boy here in Wyoming. Yeah, that was wild because it's it's a Sarah lookalike. And then who has a kid? And it's like, oh my yeah, because he's, I mean, up there. Sarah point, would have a kid. Yeah, probably, Sarah would be, if she I mean, chose well, to. Hopefully not. Uh, this is perfect. Well, yeah, I'm hopefully not again. To say this. Like we said, yeah. Tommy, my boy, nice but guy. But what are you doing knocking somebody up? I guess they have this level of security here in this town. and They feel comfortable. But I don't know. It still rubs me the wrong way. People impregnate. Well, that's just like, during this. yeah, I mean. That's like what he said when he goes, I'm terrified. That's like the normal, like, I'm going to be a dad. I'm terrified for what's going to happen to my kid and how I'm going to be a father. But really, it's like, yo, Tommy, you're terrified times 500,000 because all of that. Plus, you're bringing a child into a zombie apocalypse where all this all it has to do is this town get overrun and it's going to shit for, you know, your family. But, you know, I don't know. I can't judge. I don't know what I would do, you know, in a zombie apocalypse, except get infected and then bite you guys. Yeah. yeah secret. Like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm saying you guys are loud, joining me, you're my homies <laughs> and we will all be bloaters. We've been yelling about people doing it. I feel like I guess that's technically one way to fight back of like, like you get to a safe settlement and then you have to have kids because if you don't, then right, everyone repopulate dies yeah. and then and then they win, I guess they being the infected. Also, how many like how many Whatever. condoms are going to be left? Probably not many. Probably, yeah, yeah those things are all expired. If Unless anything, yeah. Coach Ben Scott's around. <laughs> yeah, <it> just whips <laughs> out a handful. He's always good for a handful of condoms. <laughs> oh, that, is that? that is too. Oh, it's a yellow jacket. Catch up, Jimmy. Oh, Good Lord, dude. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get it for, for one Come second. Say. I honestly thought it was going to be like something from your guys' high school that you're talking about on the podcast. Yeah, someone just packed. What's going on here? Yes. Which would still go yeah. straight over your head. Yeah, <laughs> you have a you have a coach from high school. Oh, that just good. hand you guys condoms left and right. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're not snitches. All right. So (laughs) I guess we didn't even say Tommy's mic drop drop moment is just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it has to stop for me. And Joel's like, I'm out of here. And that brings us to Ellie just checking out the new dig. She took a shower and she goes into the bedroom and sees a nice note saying I'm across the street. Come find me, whatever. Has some fresh clothes and the diva cup, the menstrual solution, which Mm. I do not understand the plight of being a woman and having to deal with this every month. But having to deal with that in a zombie apocalypse, I'm sure this was a fucking godsend to Ellie. Yeah. Having just a solution to that. One less thing to worry about. Bless up to maria and i think we had a pretty rough introduction to maria and i think this interaction with ellie went a long way to showing her more tender side showing that she is the type that would help this kind of troubled youthful girl i don't know just showing that maternal side to her it almost brought back shades of what Tess was trying to do with Ellie way back in episode two where she kind of had this motherly figure and I thought they were kind of vibing for a little bit there but what are you guys thinking of Maria and this whole interaction I think coming off the Joel and Tommy uh, interaction it was perfect because you know at this point I'm kind of thinking a little negative of Maria um, you know having holding Tommy back all this stuff but 
their conversation kind of gives me the perspective that, you know, when Joel, especially when Tommy's saying all this, we stuff and we did these things and Joel views it as I, you know, that started making me think, okay, Tommy has definitely told his wife about this guy, Joel. And that's kind of explains why when she, she hears his name, when they first meet at the horse with the horses and everything, she's like, okay, I know who this guy is, but when Tommy describes those events as we and Joel did this, me and Joel did that, to her mind, this guy's dangerous. And yeah. then she's also meeting Ellie, who herself is a little bit more on the aggressive side, doesn't really have those manners. And so I guess we're definitely, me personally, just being a little closed-minded, just loving following the story of our main characters. But when you do view them as an outsider, um, like Maria's position, I can understand why she would be this combative i guess towards both of them and really like kind of looking at tommy the wrong way because okay if he's back does this mean your past is going to come back like are you going to become the the old person that you were and uh you know in those years ago when you thought you were doing all those bad things so i think the perspective of their conversation helps maria for me here because again she still was a little aggressive towards ellie but all the reasons i just explained kind of held her back a little bit for me Ellie reacted, I think, exactly the way I wanted her to. Yep. Of, yeah, like, I agree. Not letting Maria strong arm her into thinking negatively about Joel. Mm-hmm. And B times to your comment that you had made of saying that Tommy, I guess, had like painted a certain picture towards Maria. I feel like it's Maria. Like, I don't want to say. I mean, I will say. I guess jumping to conclusions a little bit. Like maybe having met Tommy, never having met Joel, it's easy to paint this caricature of Joel. And being like, Tommy's this nice guy. Like, he obviously was just like following what Joel was doing and filling Joel... in the blanks for her. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like the reality is it's probably that obviously Tommy was involved. I mean, Tommy is also like so, the Detroit Storm veteran. He was in the military. He is capable of these things. Joel said in the pilot or episode two, whatever, Tommy fell in with the wrong crowd. I followed him to Boston just to have yeah. his back. Maria says wow. here, the exact opposite that oh tommy was just following joel i want to know rookies what do you believe to be the truth because i don't think there is an in-between i don't think both of them fell in with the wrong crowd i think there was one and the other followed because they're brothers tommy seems much more of like uh like wood shack up with people to do things and maybe i could see tommy and we know the one thing that joel said about tommy and i don't think joel would really lie about tommy he has no incentive to is that right he's like looking for a cause i could totally see tommy yeah. like jumping on some type of bandwagon and then joel being like okay well fuck i gotta obviously protect tommy because he's known to do these things and then as they do that shit turns south and you know they were forced to do some things i wouldn't say it doesn't feel like it's anyone's really fault but i feel like maria has the wrong idea mm-hmm. sure yeah and I think you're 100% right here, uh, Kyle, when you come to the mm-hmm. f- conclusion that you're glad Ellie reacted that way because she reacted the right way because you guys already said it. Maria has is painting a picture of her husband, the father of her child. Yeah. And yeah. she wants him to be the hero of the story. And she's saying, well, Joel made Tommy do this and and Tommy's, you know, he's he's always been a follower. He had to follow Joel. And it's like, bro, he's an adult. If you don't agree with it, then don't freaking do it. And I do think that there is something to be said about the fact that Tommy is not agreeable with Maria in this situation. Like he says, we we did this, Joel. We did. You know, it's Maria choosing. And Dave, I like what you said, too, because, yeah, as someone not just like riding with the homies 
it makes sense. Like she is going to be a, a mother. She's married to Tommy. They have this nice little town that's protected. She there was probably 100 percent something running through her mind when she heard the name Joel. Like maybe we yeah. should get rid of him yeah. because it's only going to be trouble. And again, I already brought this up. Nobody likes the person trying to protect our homies from doing what we want to see them do. Yeah. I mean, nobody liked Chi Chi telling Gohan to do his studies <laughs> and not freaking fight cell, man. You know, I mean, yeah, she I'll wasn't a bad her. person, but she <laughs> I'll never forgive she her. She wasn't for a bad person, Gohan. but uh, you know, we yeah, right. He's too busy doing his studies <laughs> instead of fighting cell, man. I mean, come on, you know, but she wasn't bad. I mean, Dave, we got the Kamehameha shirt on. So that was good. Yeah. Dave. I mean, she I, I think and I don't want to say anything more. Obviously, I'm just I'm just taking this with tunnel vision as well, because obviously I have more knowledge. But, yeah, I like both of your viewpoints on on Maria. Dave opened this conversation by saying, I don't like that she's holding Tommy back. The six-month pregnant single mother in a zombie apocalypse doesn't want her newly betrothed to trek with two people she just met multiple states across the open country. Yeah, she, she's really just holding him back, man. Just be chill. He's That's a peacock. You gotta, ride with you gotta the homies, let him fly. Yeah, you gotta mm -hmm. let him fly. He's bro. obviously itching at the bit to go kill people. <laughs> but Maria gives ellie this piece of advice be careful who you put your faith in the only ones who can betray us are the ones we trust and that's just good general advice honestly navigating the zombie apocalypse be careful who you trust but i mean again to ellie, <laughs> it's like a little it's a little like stab at her you know being like yo you know you know what i'm saying don't trust joel and she's yeah. like i love joel yeah she's he's like, my ride or die don't don't talk shit you know, so but mm. also we don't want to gloss over the fact that this is where she finds out about Sarah. Yes. Yes. Good point. And yeah, that's, that really that's huge because one. it's huge because it's almost like you forget, especially I'm sure for me and Brian, where we know mm. the whole story. We know everything. It's almost like you forget that she didn't know this whole time. Yeah, we're cool as shit. Dude. <laughs> we play video games. We freaking know it. But um. Yeah, I mean, you almost sit there and assume that she's known Joel's whole story. I mean, something as big as Sarah that hasn't been brought up. And we have talked about the fact that Joel keeps saying no past talk, no past talk. But I mean, they've been homies for a while and she had no idea he had a daughter. And and the acting from Bella Ramsey, like there's not much of a facial change, but the change that goes on her face when she says, oh, the daughter and even. Maria's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. It's just it's just money. And, you know, Tommy, I, I, I'm sorry I didn't write down the other child's name that passed away. But like Tommy Kevin, has Kevin, bro. there you go. Rips yeah. in the chat. Kev bot. So, you know, <laughs> they have the <laughs> they have the memorial for Sarah. And it's not like Joel just showed up and Tommy ran over there and really quick wrote it to be like, you know, yeah. I mean, they you know, Tommy's Tommy's good guy. You know, Tommy was there. And it's also he was there. He really yeah. was. And that's and it's also another, you know, cool thing to say, like, she's like, what were you like a hairstylist when you're before the apocalypse? He's like, no, I was a freaking lawyer. Put yeah, the district attorney. Jail. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which makes it all the more impressive how Ellie navigated that conversation. Went toe to toe with a freaking trained yeah. DA. Come on now. And she says, too, she's mm -hmm. like, you would make a good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like this interaction. It seems like our rooks weren't digging Maria 100%, but I, I don't know. I really liked her cameo personally, and she doesn't get very fleshed out or highlighted in the video game, so I'm not coming in with like a 
I love Maria from the video games. Fucking fight me, bro. I, I just really liked it. I just at it, this point, Dave, and, Dave was right by saying where we're coming at him from. She's anti Joel, so we're slightly anti her. Yeah, yes. yeah. In, in the video game, she at this point she is just very, very surface level NPC anti Joel, just because I'm protecting Tommy. That's it. There's nothing yep. more. And the fact that they added that depth to her character, props to them. And with that, Maria takes Ellie to the movies, which we kind of have a few clips there. The movie that they're playing, coincidentally, is The Goodbye Girl, which is from the 70s. Uh, there's a lot of kids in the audience. Apparently, it's not really a child-oriented film. It's kind of more of an adult premise. But uh, the general plot line of it is a, sing- a struggling single mother and her preteen daughter have to move in with a struggling Broadway actor. So it's kind of the actor develops a relationship with the girl etc it's not a hundred percent but there's kind of the same elements there as our story here with joel and ellie that's just kind of a tip of the cap to them putting these little easter eggs in and then we have heartfelt conversation number two with tommy and joel uh where joel's just like fucking with his boots in the workshop and tommy comes in and apologizes and joel doesn't even bat an eyelash to the apology and goes right back to business about the trip to colorado uh you know what is this a suicide mission what are my actual chances here um yeah what do you guys think of this second conversation because the intensity is kind of a little bit behind us I want to almost go on a limit. This might be one of my favorite scenes of the series so far. Mm, I okay. really like this. Mm. This was amazing to watch. It was nice. A lot of emotion see. being shown. Yeah, Joel kind of just like get that release to use that term again that Dave kind of began uh, us using earlier. It mm-hmm. just was really good to watch. The acting was fucking phenomenal too. It was just mm-hmm. everything about it was so good. It's Joel finally kind of admitting things out loud. I love how Tommy just kind of pulls up a seat and just says like from the beginning, like it's just it, just like that brotherly kind of acceptance of like, all right, just like lay it all on me. Just give me everything and then we'll figure everything out. It was just like a really, really, really nice moment. Yeah, Pedro absolutely crushed this scene. I I felt all the emotions that he was going through. My eyes were watering a little bit here as well, especially when he's talking. Like, I like how he started off the conversation by saying, um, you know, how easy of a trek is this? Because that kind of once he got the okay from Tommy that the trek is a cakewalk. That's when he was like, okay, now I can ask, I can let it all out and ask him right. to take Ellie from me now. Because if I feel like if he hadn't said that, he would have probably forced himself to stay with Ellie and be like, okay, I yep. still have to continue watching her. But he led with that, which allowed him to just completely open up about everything. And Pedro just absolutely crushed it here, man. Kyle, I think you're right. It's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite scene so far of the season of the series so far, but it's definitely up there. Um, it was just so well done by, by Pedro here. And, I was definitely in my feels while watching this scene. I agree. Brian, let me ask you a question as a side note on the same topic, but a little bit of a sidebar here. What are your thoughts as a game player where we're getting this storyline where Joel's trying to say he's a little fragile and and he's act, they're actually Mm -hmm. showing us that he's fragile. Um, Are you okay with that? I'm pretty sure. And again, listen, I say this every episode almost. I'm not 100 percent on how the game goes. Yep. I, it's been a long time, but I don't remember him being like this, where I'm pretty sure he was just straight up badass at all times. Right. I don't. Yeah, I think they're. Let me uh, let me let me rewind that <laughs> a little bit. Um, 
I feel some type of way about it because I'm I'm okay with them making him a little bit more emotional and a little bit more like putting down his walls and like showing tears yeah. and and this range of emotion. I think my biggest complaint, especially in this scene, I, I think the writing came up very flat for me. Like he flat out says, all I've done is fail and fail and fail again. It's like, okay, that's a little bit on the nose. Us as an audience should have already come to that realization that that is his trauma. He's already breaking down to his brother. Like, don't make him say, all I do is fail, fail, fail these people. Like, it, it just seemed a little bit lazy to me. The acting for what... It was fantastic. It's just the words coming yeah. out of his mouth were so on the nose. It was almost comical to me. But to answer your question, overall, I am OK with them making him yeah. a little bit more weak. I would imagine that's the minority of the fan base. It seemed like in the previous episodes when they diverged and made him a little bit, quote unquote, weaker, the fan base was like, no, we want him to be the badass. But for yeah. the purposes of the show, it makes us kind of relate to him a little bit more. It makes us empathize with him a little bit more. It makes us, you know, go through the gauntlet of emotions with him a little bit more. So I think it really works for the show. Probably was necessary for the show. Um, yeah. But the writing in this scene in particular, thumbs down for me. I thought it was lame. You took the words right out of my mouth when it comes to answering that question like was am i okay with them doing that and i think that we've answered this throughout the episodes where it's just straight up for the tv show you can't have like an op main character like that as your main character protagonist of a tv show you know you have to have some vulnerability and i don't need to say anymore because you kind of nailed it there when it comes to the writing i don't think it was um i'm closer to the kyle and dave side of things um, I think that it is because we're game players that we have more knowledge and we don't, again, need them to tell us to our face. It's not to bring up the Dexter analogy again, but like, you know, there's always it comes to certain things where people were like Dexter's narrating in his mind. It's like he would just like tell us exactly what he's thinking. It's like we know, dude, we're watching the show. You don't have to tell us there's certain things like that. But I, I mean, the acting saved the entire thing like i i think that it was amazing i don't think it was my favorite scene but i think it was definitely top of the series for me so i just think that at first i was like they're making them kind of fragile but it makes sense like they literally say what they say he's 56 or something right that's the age yeah. they say it i mean they they name drop it and it's funny because in name drop age drop but they say in the game that he's older and I guess you can infer how old he is, but they never say how old. And it was always like this thing in the fandom, like how old can he be? Like how old, you know, because he's OP, he's a badass, he's a freaking killer. How old can this guy be? And then the fact that they say it and they they've been making Pedro Pascal, you know, Joel in the show start to look more and more like aged and, you know, yeah. weathered. So, I mean, I think it's good for, for the TV show to do it that way. What was it ever covered why they couldn't do it together? Like, so I, okay. What? So that was my other thing I would say. And, and I don't remember which one of you brought it up, Dave or Kyle, but the joke was if you make Tommy go, Maria will freaking kill you. Why wouldn't you go to be Tommy six? Like I was expecting Joel to say, can you come with me? Not, can you do it for me? Yeah. That yeah. was kind of what it is in the game, though. When you arrive, Joel also wants to hand off the mission to Tommy for kind of the same reasons, right? 
I think honestly, I really do think they just wanted to do the thing where it's like, I mean, okay, listen, we're going to get to it. And the part where he has this whole throwdown with Ellie and he's like, you're not my daughter. Get the hell mm-hmm. out of my face. Like that's in the game. And that's amazing. That's that yep. one might be my favorite of the, of the episode, that scene. And it's kind of word for word from the game that that does happen. But I think they really now. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I just think there. that they really wanted to hammer down the point that like, I'm not coming. And then, oh, wait, I do. I do really care about Ellie. I am coming because if he does the whole I'll come with you, that whole thing never happens. They can't do that for the TV show. I think Alki was saying the same exact thing while we were watching. He's like, what was the purpose of that whole thing? And it's just like it's to show where how weak Joel is at, where he's at in his mind. He's at the point I I'm, you're right, Jamie. I totally was expecting him to at least ask Tommy to come with him, not just hand the whole thing off to Tommy in the first place. But it makes sense, I guess, because when he goes into that failure speech, he's he himself already knows he could crack at any moment. And the weaker he gets, that puts Ellie more at risk. And so that plays back into the fear of, you know, wanting to even go with her because he doesn't want to have to watch again that's the sarah incident all over again he doesn't want to have to watch that happen so yeah i, it, I mean yeah, i guess he just feels break, like a liability himself yeah yeah exactly that's and what of I course ellie had to hear all of that and she and i get it she is definitely so attached to joel that she is very dependent on him so the speech should have at least in my mind hit joel right there when ellie is talking about how much he means to her. I think he should have just kind of sucked it up and just been like, okay, let's go. I don't think we needed the whole extra night for him to, to sleep on it. But I, I think still I'm with you, oh, Jimmy, that, that this was a phenomenal scene still at the end of the day. I think Ellie crushed it here as well with her emotions. And yeah, I think this is the best time to bring up the difference between the game. Tommy and Joel have this discussion that I think Ellie overhears in the game. They, or she finds out that Tommy's going to be taking over the mission. She steals a horse and then rides off on her own. And it's kind of like another mission where you and Tommy have to like give chase to her. You kind of like fight some more Raiders trying to save her. Cause she like goes to this separate ranch. And then this conversation with Joel and Ellie happens at this ranch away from the Jackson, Wyoming settlement after Ellie tried to run away. So that's kind of how the progression happens in the video game. The timelines don't exactly make it work so seamlessly in the show, but I think they do it well enough. Um, But yeah, this Joel and Ellie conversation, like Jimmy said, they plucked it right out of the dang game. Uh, Again, like they've been doing the room, even in their like new apartment looks great. We start the scene with Ellie reading this teenage girl's diary from 2003. She's like, is this really all they had to worry about? Like skirts, how to match their outfits. And it's just like one of those things that puts it all into perspective. And then she's like, so what? What are you even doing here? You're just going to ditch me, dude. It was good. It was explosive. I think they were like both sides of this argument were fantastic. This has been like bubbling up since they met. Honestly, it's just like, listen, bro, do you care about me or not? I have abandonment issues. You can't just keep fucking playing with me like this. Are you in shit or get off the pot? In the words of Barney yeah. Stenson, you know, it's like figure it out, bro. Um, he I think tried to, he tried to get off the pot and then he went back onto the pot. Yeah, to finish that yeah. Shit. he's, like, oh, <laughs> he's yo-yoing a turd. I was very hyped, though, when it's the next morning and Ellie and Tommy are walking to the stable and Joel's already there. And he's like, all right, 
I'll offer you a choice. Of course, she's going to take fucking Joel, but I just love when that she just good. shoves the bag to him and he's just like, let's go. And I'm just like, all right, we're back in. Yeah, wind it up, baby. I, yeah. I was hyped. Yeah, I was winding it up. Yeah, I was hyped, man. It got me. It got the gears going for me. I think Joel has a knack for putting his foot in his mouth at kind of the worst moments. But like when Ellie's with a calm manner, it's like, listen, I'm not your daughter, but, you know, I've lost people, too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have no idea what loss yeah. is like. How could he possibly go to this 14 year old who 100 percent does understand what loss is more than most hundred year old yeah. people do? Yep. It, I think that was the point of the scene that Joel was very much in the wrong for a lot of it. And it gets resolved quickly. But, you know, that's that's just Joel being Joel. Yeah, Hated that was that a tough line. line. That Hated was a tough that line. line. But he makes up for it, I think, when he's like, you know, yeah, no, I was going to sneak out of here. And whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that was about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good. I really liked that. Dave, I agree. The comedy of her just not even finishing the sentence, throwing the duffel bag. Like, yeah, let's get this show yeah. on the road. Was- Tommy's like, all right, like, this is <laughs> yeah. perfectly fine with me. Yes, yeah, he was happy. He was happy. Yeah, yeah. And then when Joel asked for the gun, too, and he's like, yeah. And then he tries to Joel like explains why he wants the gun. And he's like, Joel, I already said yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really good too. I love He uses the, the term borrow the gun too, not yeah, can I have the gun, which is great. Uh good brother brotherly moment. You know, I love seeing brothers interact on the screen and if they can pull it off and just kind of the Brothers don't show emotions like conversationally. They already had their heart to heart and now they're just like wearing it on the sleeve. Here, yeah. you can take my Adios. gun. Adios, big yeah. brother. What? Yeah. Mm. I will be honest. I this felt very final to me. This mm-hmm. felt like a like a potentially final interaction between the two of them of like where they get the lines like that, like Adios Big Brother, but they're still like, you know, and they make the joke of like like you said, I'll borrow the gun and it's like the implications of there's a place for you it. when you're bat when you come back. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. It felt I was like my ears were perked up and I was like, this yeah. is feeling Your spidey like, sense was tingling. Yeah, like like sneakily foreshadowing Could like, be to the set end us up of Joel. for terrible things. Which it was. Joel's it doing Joel's doing fine, dude. He's fine. Yeah. We'll get there. Let's get there. He's yeah, fine. Let's get there. So Joel and Ellie ride off. We have a night. Excuse me. We have another nice little travel montage and kind of the the dynamic between them seems a lot lighter since they've had their heart to heart. You know, they're doing the shooting practice. They're having conversations. They're like camping. Uh, this is where they have like he's explaining football to her like a yeah. weight oh, has me. Too soon. For him. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. yeah. yes. Dave, you me. did bring up Kansas shitty. I feel yeah. like we were talking too much smack. We need to <laughs> call them Super the right Bowl amount. champion. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas shitty Chiefs. Congratulations. I will say that like Joel could not say. Yeah. Congrats. Right. Yeah. You bastard. Not emotionally Don't choke recovered. on it. So <laughs> I really liked um the, the shooting scene when he's like describing all of the steps. And she was like, Jesus, so you're going to impregnate it or shoot it or whatever. She <laughs> yeah, <said."> right. <laughs> was, I, that, I think I, I literally laughed out loud. I think that was the funniest line of the whole fucking episode. She's just yep. fucking fantastic. I just I can't imagine She's anyone big. who was maybe shaky about her in the beginning, getting to this episode and watching it and not being like, she's it. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Amazing. But, yep. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And she asked Joel, hey, 
back before the outbreak is is that how everything like the whole country did that work like it did in jackson hmm. and he's like no 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 there were yeah. essentially two schools of thought <laughs> she's like well which one were you he's like neither i just did my job yeah, I built yeah. things and she's like "Ooh, the contractor that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. this was so good i loved that i loved it that was funny he's like yeah we were cool we were cool everybody <laughs> loves contractors it's funny i mean literally something like that where a contractor is just common to everybody back then and to us in the real world right now and she's just like what's a contractor sounds mm-hmm. badass he's like yeah. it was badass wasn't it <laughs> he still kind of is yeah no, hell yeah yeah, yeah no, i would say he's mildly contracted badass. killer i mean he's, yeah, he's on contracts No, it's funny is one of the reviews I was reading when he's telling her how American football works. And she's like, so basically it's just moving forward. And he's like, yes, but violently, they're just like, well, that could be an analogy for this entire series. It's just constantly pushing yourself forward, but violently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're about to get Uh, some right now. Yeah, we about to get some right now. So they arrive at UEC, the University of Eastern Colorado. Go Bighorns. Um, and they're kind of just walking through the campus. Joel comments on his thoughts about the quote unquote college experience. Joel rewinds his previous answer. You know what? I don't want to be a a rancher. I actually want to be a singer. And that is definitely an answer. He would have never given her earlier in the series, just like peeling back the layers to this onion. Am I right, boys? He's got to sing for us. He's speaking about onions, dude. He better be fucking singing. He better be singing by the end of the season. That has to happen. I know that Pedro would definitely be down to do a singing scene. So if they want to give us one, he would be into it. So I really hope we get one. Is he? I did. I don't know, but he seems like he would be down to do it. Yeah, I did say earlier that in the video games, he's very musically inclined. Mm-hmm. He loves music and they haven't really talked about it too much yet. So I'm glad that they're starting to get into it now. So going through the campus, uh, the scene with the monkeys, or I guess the first scene with the monkeys, that is one yeah. that was plucked right out of the games, like that mm-hmm. circular kind of structure stuff that they're moseying through. You see the monkeys scurry. That's one of those things that just brings you back. Uh, What I will comment is this whole scene in the college campus was very brief. And admittedly, there's not so much content that even happens in the game. Um, However, what they do do is as you're kind of going through the buildings, they they give you a lot of kind of clues to what the Firefly activity was when they were occupying the college. And I thought it was a mm-hmm. lot of worthwhile information that was very interesting. I'm thinking maybe they want to keep that close to their chest and not reveal anything that's going on with the Fireflies. But right. Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong. Back in the game, I think this whole campus setting played kind of a more significant role. Uh, it, it was definitely multiple hours of gameplay, as I recall, working your way through this, but it obviously only took about 10 minutes of screen time, which I was a little disappointed with. But to be fair, they did cover everything they needed to cover. To be fair. Yeah. Be fair. I mean, picture picture how they were inferring like, oh, they're packing up. This is a list of things to pack up. Here's the map. This is where they're going. Times 100. Like they were giving us here's some notes that you can read. And and just to think about the fact that in earlier episodes, we're talking about Easter eggs that you pick up throughout the game. Here's a, here's the comic for 
for Sam and all the different things like that. Well, in this part of the game, you're picking up different pieces of notes from the fireflies and you're finding out like, Oh, that's what they were doing here. And, you know, and starts giving you some more of a narrative of what's going on in the game. The big question here, obviously is what the fuck happened? Because obviously they had to pack up shit and get out of there quickly because even Tommy, who said people fairly often make the trip to this campus you know, come back alive and everything. So this must have been fairly recent. So I'm just curious what could have caused them to just want to just up and leave immediately. Like, I don't think it was those Raiders. Like, I don't think Raiders would have had the whole Firefly system up and leaving. There had to be some. Any other existential threat at play that could have caused them to leave in a hurry? (laughs) Yeah, monkeys. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, monkeys. 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 I just feel like if it was clickers, we, we would have seen more of the like the fungus growing on the walls. But again, I, I was just looking out. That was stuff I was looking out for. But that was just my thought yep. process, because Tommy did make it seem like people come down here fairly often. And so for him to not even have known that they had left already, you know, mm-hmm. shit must have went really bad. Infected and- clicker monkeys, dude. The, yeah. the monkeys was odd to me just because I was like, they're in fucking Colorado. Like, where the fuck so, do these monkeys come from? Joel Science says. Labs. The throwaway, the science labs left over from the animal testing labs. So they were all just humping for years and years. And that's I was was just so focused (laughs) on the fact of like, where the fuck did these monkeys come from that I literally missed the line where they told us where the fuck. That's where they came from. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So like Jimmy says, they come across this packing list. If you didn't pause it at the top, it says Colorado to Salt Lake City. They hear a loud bang upstairs go to investigate surprise it's just more monkeys at least at least it ain't clickers um yeah another scene plucked right out of the video games i remember being scared shitless of this scene because i was expecting it to be clickers but it was just monkeys but they made it (laughs) so loud in the video games for a jump scare and i was like those bastards got me though i digress they see on the attack board you know the fireflies relocated to salt lake city and our heroes are just left well fuck us we'll just go kick rocks do we want to go to salt lake city now what's what's the play here um they don't get too much time to be able to hash it out because they see movement outside it's a couple raiders they try and sneak out the back uh while joel is hitching up the horse one of the raiders gets the jump on him he's able to take care of business but at the cost of being gravely injured by the splinter baseball bat um and they just narrowly escape on horseback. So I went through a decent bit. Take it away, guys. Just pure almost, disappointment. Yeah, I almost don't even know what to say. <laughs> Who do, you, we, do you mean disappointment? Like, in what way? No, it wasn't like, all right, it wasn't totally disappointing. But it's just like, we had so many threats at this point, And Joel has done fine to come out unscathed. And it's going to be the one random raider that gets the best of him well, and stabs him. In Joel's defense... I will say that he was not expecting the bat to splinter in that way. If the bat stayed intact, the Raider wouldn't have been able to do anything. He would have just grabbed them like normal, choked him out, and then snapped his neck. The fact that the bat splintered perfectly turned it into straight up a knife. So when Joel pulled him in, boom, he gets stabbed. And I love how it was the typical, yeah, he's dead. And then you look down, it's like, oh, shit. You know, and again, it, it really does lean back into the whole he's more fragile thing. It's another, like, is it his ear or whatever? Like the, the Raider almost got the jump on him. He pretty much got the jump on him. Ellie again, has back 
had his six and saved him and just enough time for him to be able to move out of the way. But you, I would feel like our, our homie Joel would know to be looking and not let the Raider get that close. But I feel like they set <laughs> us up for it, though. Yeah, I mean, something I mean, had to go yeah. wrong, of course. Like they but... literally, like the, he was literally crying, saying, "Like I'm not the guy I used to be." Like something. Could yeah, happen. well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I meant when I was saying it was leaning into the fragile thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah I wasn't like I just, shocked. I was just okay. That's a lie. I was shocked that it <laughs> happened, but like, I looking, it's not like incredibly, you know, crazy that he would get hurt in that way. I was just my issue was that like, why the fuck did he pull it out? Yeah, that was, yeah, I was. This, he was he was grabbing at. It. I'm like, dude, do like, not dude, pull that out. The fuck yeah, in there, right? that yeah. out. Yeah. And then he pulls it out, and of course the blood starts going. And it's like, okay, this is what we wanted to avoid by leaving it in there. But I just I have no idea how they're going to get out of this. The only thing I can think of is maybe Maria or Tommy, for whatever reason, was following them, and then they saw the events of what ha- like went down, and then they're just going to get on the horse, go back to town, and try and get some medical attention. I just can't. It's five days. I can't imagine this yeah. at the end of Tommy. Like I, my video game knowledge is that vague to the point where I could totally, I guess, see that Tommy or sorry, Tommy Joel dies here. But I don't just again, based off like the covers that I'm picturing of the last of us video game. I just, there's no way, but there's also a way, I guess I just, hey, I man, don't know. It's, they're, they're covering the full game in season one. We're pretty yeah. close and, to the end of the game. Joel could die. And this is, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And like to go off what Kyle was saying with, with his goodbye to Tommy, he's like, this could be it like in terms of the yeah. goodbye for one of them. And I, I guess I wouldn't have not expected it to be Joel's goodbye. I thought it would have been more so goodbye to Tommy, but, and then maybe Tommy picks up the mission from Joel, but my mind was racing. I, I of course had a thousand questions. Like I'm asking kind of like right now and just running my head through everything that I was experiencing, but I was, I couldn't believe it. And when he falls off the horse and Ellie's just sitting over him, like, what do we Cal Drogo, I, man? Yeah, I need you. I can't okay, well. do this without you. It's <laughs> Cal Drogo got scratched and went down like a little <laughs> like a little baby. It was because hey, of the witch. Hey, man, man, in the zombie in a zombie That's apocalypse, true. man, stabbed in the gut. I mean, I feel like it's gotta be game over, but dude, almost um, like real Dave, life don't lie to me. in the gut is game over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave, look me in the eyes through this Zoom call right now. Don't fuck, don't freaking lie to me. I'm not gonna curse here, but did you watch the preview for the next episode? I did, and he's, and he's not in it. He's not oh, in the preview. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm having all these thoughts. Is like it's definitely the preview's getting to me because I was well. It, we the episode ended, and I was like, okay, if we're gonna watch the preview, of course, what I'm looking out for is Joel, and I don't. He's not in it. So yeah, I mean, it definitely has a lot to do with what the actual episode is going to be. Yeah, and I mean, to obviously, not say too much about what the next episode's going to be. Yeah. It'll be, just, recovery. It'll be a recovery like, episode for Joel. There is no shot that I feel like that's how he goes out. Yeah. I, I don't like with her just like trying to pack his wound on the side of a railroad track. I, I just I, I, I can't see it. I feel like there's got to be more. This is the throw it in Ellie's face that she's never experienced loss before. Like Joel has been talking yeah, right? about. Joel's and, like, you want loss? Episodes. I'll give you a loss. Yeah, I'll give you right, loss right? now. Yeah, we have yeah, three got, left. There's three, three more episodes. I feel like. Oh well, no! This yeah, seven, eight, nine. Yep. It fe- and I think in the next episode we might not really get to it. So eight, if it happens in eight, if he actually ends up going out from it in eight, maybe, and we get nine as like a like an aftermath type of episode. But it feels like it would be better for it to like happen in nine 
And then we're like, oh, my God. And that's like the end of the whole season. And everyone's like, where's season two? So I, I but just like remember, it. the end of the game is the end of the season. Yeah. So and it's been confirmed. So so when the game, ha- I mean, I know I'm not going to say anything else. So I'm not going to I'm not going to say if there's cliffhangers at the end of the game or if it was yeah. final end of if the game. But going to die, I, I think. And it's not this. I almost kind of appreciate the trial run of my emotions. Where it's like <laughs> <laughs> we're getting it the out trial. of the way. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, all right, we've been through the, the, the training of him dying. So now it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm more prepared to handle it when yeah. it comes through. Because I, it's been like, I mean, he, the whole episode, like we've been saying, he's like, I ain't what I used to be and all this shit. So, yeah, yeah it feels like yep. he might uh, he might go out. Do you have any theories, Kyle, on how they're going to get out of this one? I just have no fucking clue. It's got to be Maria. I I think it's it's got to be Maria, like like, trailing them, thinking, like stalking them, just being like, I got to find out what Joel's intentions really are because they weren't obviously telling her anything in the town. So maybe she was following, saw everything. That's the only possible thing I can think of. But she's carrying a child, dude. Five days. Yeah, you're right. How far did they go? It is a week. A week's travel. Well, I'm five. sorry. I meant like. From well, he they the, did it in five, but it, I meant Thomas from like the yet. the college. So like it could be like, and I'm thinking like video game style, like Ellie. Like you're this is like an Ellie mission where like the you become Ellie now and you have to go back into the college and like get medical supplies because it was Ooh. they make the comment that like it was like there were doctors there and things like that. But mm. all like what the fuck can Ellie possibly do besides pack the wounds? Like there's yeah. a lot of snow, she's I gonna, guess. You just stuff it in there, make it all cold. She's gonna have to take care of the raiders too, all herself. Was, oh, she has the gun too. She just picks yeah, them she's off. ready. Oh, maybe yeah, just practice. They did practice shooting, and well, she was then at all. that point, it might as well just be Ellie's show. Then Joel's definitely gonna. Well, that's what they're preparing so. us for. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Ellie, I mean, listen, the man, last of us. It's, I was, yeah. dude, I was just going to say that, Brian. It's the <laughs> last of call us, it that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then there were none, dude. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, so that's what that's I'm going to say. Uh, we're going to get like okay. an Ellie training mission. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, it gets training, but it's more of like the her actually using the training because she hasn't really used it a ton yet. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say. And then Joel's going to be like, you know what? I taught you right. Like, you can survive on your own out here. He's going to feel better. No, about- I can die. Yeah, exactly. Jumps off Not a cliff. Can... Yeah, yeah. Just aim for the bushes. Yeah, aim for the bushes. A couple, a couple other guys' lines in this episode. Mm. The peacock and aim for the bushes. <laughs> True, the peacock. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. I don't know. Uh, this was a great mic drop moment. I think it was a great mm-hmm. way to end the episode. Um, obviously, you guys have no clue what's going to happen next. How they're going to get out of it. That's always a good way to leave your audience honestly yeah, yep. so i do have that sinking feeling that it's going to be episode eight that we actually get our conclusion that we're looking for and i think that's gonna hurt just on a personal level of just two <laughs> weeks of of not knowing i yeah. think again just to reiterate you know the pace we were at the midway point last episode if you want to call it that five out of nine episodes regardless that's usually going to be in most tv shows the hot like one of the high points of the season and so we're kind of reset ourselves back at like an episode one pacing with introducing new characters but it did give us a good a great cliffhanger that of course i'm just ready for the next episode like kyle said at the beginning of the episode this nine day wait rather than seven day wait definitely felt a little bit longer than uh nine days but i'm so excited already to get back into the uh to the next episode me and brian might have to just let it go with that we don't need yeah, to say anything I, else 
I got yeah, nothing don't. more to say about <laughs> there we go. the future of our protagonists. I thought I this was good because you're not going to. I did actually watch the preview because I was like, I need to know. Like, show me his face. <laughs> or so, like, what's going on? And it obviously gave away nothing. So I was like, whatever, fuckers. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, I Do guess your we'll, job better. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll leave HBO with a whatever, fuckers. Yeah. Um, yeah. As always, though, if you like what you heard, be sure to give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. Cool, cool, cool. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.